Watch this. Is it a generational curse? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. What's up? What is up? Welcome to the Pantry Podcast where we serve up Jesus, not a junk food for your spiritual nutrition. Ooh. Do you oversalt the food? Ooh. Ooh, that's a question. Do no, you I don't. salt the food? I can't handle the <laughs> amount of salt I used to have to have. Like now it's, it, it hurts. I think I, I grew up, cause yeah, right. Yeah. I, I grew up on iodine, what is that? Iodized. No, iodine salt. Well, it's iodine in it, so okay. they call it, it's iodized. Perfect. See, I, I, yeah. I don't even, look, I wouldn't even know what that says anymore. <laughs> I thought I that was just salt. It. I was like, right. I thought that was the only option. And then there was sea salt and then there was Himalayan salt. And, then, and actually, that's when I shifted. Yeah, that's <laughs> when like, we shifted. What's this cool thing? Like, trends always play. It's pink. It's so it's pink. It's good for you. It's from the ocean. Okay, I don't do oceans no more. I do the Himalayan. So now I guess I'm destroying the earth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's like, I, thank goodness we're not an environmental show because we're ill-equipped for that. We live this life, okay? We do our best. I we, do Himalayan because I'm afraid of what? Let's just be real. I do Himalayan because I'm afraid of the microplastics in the ocean. And then and then a good friend is like, yeah, but like, isn't there radioactivity in the Himalayan? I'm like, you know Fine. what? You know what? At this point, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. I just, I'm eating now. Thank so, you. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we better get to the episode. No, but, this is, this is what, but seriously, because this is part of the episode, because yeah. depending on how you're raised, okay, so I'm using salt as an analogy. Yeah. I'm using salt as the analogy because I was raised on iodized salt. Right, me too. So therefore, I that's what we ate. And, and when I went to Himalayan, now it's kind of interesting. I do Himalayan salts. I do sea salts. I don't do the iodized salt. But when I go to a restaurant that uses an iodized salt, or I go to someone's house that has iodized salt, it is like super salty because how I was brought up and what I was eating became mm-hmm. something that I was accustomed to. Right, right. It sets <laughs> it sets your standard. You know, right. it's not like you pop out of your mother's womb and you're like, here are my dietary preferences and restrictions, mummy and dad. It's like they just make stuff and you eat what you eat and that's what that's what mm. you become accustomed to and it, right. it shapes your perceptions, your perspectives, your right. inclinations, right. all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We have these inherent traits, mm-hmm. right? The preferences, like you said, their perceptions. Yeah. We have. OK, hold on. Here we go, because we're going to carry it now. Patterns of sin. Mm. So let's take it away. You know, like let's look at the salt now for like sin. No, y'all. I'm not calling iodized salt, salt the <laughs> sin. <laughs> Though I feel betrayed sometimes with the amount of salt on my stuff. But. Oh, oh yeah. It's getting but, bad. Like, I don't know what it is, too. It's getting bad. Like the beans today. Don't oh, don't say whose beans. But the who. beans from that chain restaurant. But not only that, but we ate at a, re- a place the other night. And it's like, I'm like, okay. And someone mentioned saltiness. And then all of a sudden I get my food and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit stiff. But it's because. I've changed a pattern in my life. A pattern was changed. So here we go. Generational curses. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hear this all the time. We hear about generational curses. We hear about all this this disconnection. And and sometimes it gets way out there, like like on the super spiritual, Everything is not a generational curse, (laughs) y'all. Yes. Sometimes you just, your own suck causes it, okay? But it's not all the time. Sometimes you do get to blame your family. 
But but we could but we could say it though. I think we could carry the generational curse. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, all have fallen short. Yeah. Of the glory I mean, of God. like Romans eight twenty three. Adam, the fall. Adam. Hello. Yes. Sent into the world. Hello, we sin. Right. I mean, so it's you there. know. And and we're going to talk about two sides of that because I think as we talk about the the curses, it's how we act mm-hmm. now. I think when I want to, as I unpack, as we unpack this episode, the way I was thinking about this, it's like, okay, cool. We can sit here and talk about, is there generational curses? Is there not generational curses? Should we call it a generational curse? Should we not call it a generational curse? How about we call it, how do my actions now impact those around me? Yes. And we carry it on from there. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as what are you going, what have you inherited and what will those that follow you inherit? Right. And no matter what you call it, if it's not literally the translation out of the Bible, then certain people will have an issue. But that's not really what we're saying. We're thinking more of like, what is the impact? Since we know biblically that sin is impactful and that sin shapes other people um, and it shapes you and your future choices, then it, it makes sense. Whatever people want to call it, whether it's a generational curse or whether it's the chip on your shoulder, the skeletons in your closet, the demon on your shoulder, the, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? You can choose your preference. It's important to know that these are the things that we inherit and we can also inherit the Mm. blessings of our family. When there's righteousness, when there are good choices, we get to inherit, we can inherit debt, we can inherit like financial blessings. You know, we can inherit bad character traits and bad (laughs) habits. We can inherit good character traits and good habits. And that's, what we're going to kind of bang through yeah. in the next few minutes, few minutes is just help you think this through a little bit more. Joshua's generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine what those kids went through. You, you well, said something, yes. they, they, they received blessings when they received blessings and they received curses yeah. when they received curses. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Exodus 25, it's one of the verses that gets really blown out when we talk about generational curses mm-hmm. is when it says that the Bible says that children are punished for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation, right? People like to carry that like forever, but if you take it into the hermeneutics of where it's at at that time, okay, them poor children had to walk around a desert for 40 years yep. because of their parents' choices. Exactly. Now what's cool about that, even though maybe, it shows a pattern break as well when we look at the Exodus. When we look at the 40 year end, right? You see Moses taken away, the parents are, and mm-hmm. the kids are allowed to go into the promised land. So the hopefulness there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we gotta remember that when we acquire sinful habits and beliefs that negatively affect our lives, they affect those around us, mm-hmm. okay? I, I grew up, I mean, hey, look, we've talked about this on the show a hundred times. There are things that happen in my life mm-hmm. that happen in my family's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't learn a lesson, right? (laughs) Right? But watch this. I also wasn't given the right ammunition Mm -hmm. or the right culinary skills. I I I had the wrong pot. I, right. I was trying to fry an egg in a colander. And this just don't work. <laughs> She's imagining that right now. Put the colander stove, try to fry. It doesn't work. He's like, goop. Now, granted, somebody's going to sit out and be like, but it fried when it hit the burner. You right. But it ain't right. <laughs> right. Like there's, there are better ways and some ways just ain't ever worth doing, even if it works. I, I, I think that sometimes you might be like looking at it in one of two ways. You might say, well, doesn't this just give people a license to just put all accountability on other generations? Mm, right. 
and where's the personal responsibility? Or you might be saying, no, it's just me. I'm, I'm a wretched. You, you might go in either direction. And I would say that this has its place. Biblically, we see patterns throughout, especially if you look through Genesis and Exodus. Mm. When you look at first and second Kings and the Chronicles, when you look there at all the Kings and how, you know, one king is just downright rotten and then there's an all right king and then there's a rotten king. That's that's another thing that I'm getting at is one, it is a biblical concept that sin and righteousness impact your generations that come, but also how. And that's one way you might be able to look at your life and see what was given to you that you have deemed mm. wrong you might be countering it maybe to a more heightened, exaggerated degree than is necessary, which causes it to flop into the wrong side on the other side. <laughs> or you've adjusted kind of biblically and you're, and, and you're walking better so that the next generation inherits something different. Or what are the things that you do just like your parents did or right. just like your guardians did? An example would be overprotectiveness. That's something that I experienced. Um, to some degree, thank God, it protected me from a lot of stuff I was too ignorant and naive as a child to know about. But on the other side, it kept me from experiencing a lot of things that then I couldn't experience until I was older. Mm. It kept me in my shell. I didn't learn how to get out until a lot later. But then you see overprotectedness. You see people who go far this way where let my kid run around, whatever, who cares? Because, you know, I was I was too sheltered. And then you see the person who also perpetuates the overprotectedness, right? right? So there's those two extremes, both are, I would say are cons, but then you can have that middle ground. And so where can you prayerfully and biblically look to see where's the middle ground for these inheritances mm. that we inherit, right. where the, the blessing doesn't spoil and make lazy, but it's also not squandered or, you know, thrown away right. carelessly, you know, so all of those, all of those things. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that we, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, it, then you get into a relationship. It's like, <laughs> one thing is like, you, you're by yourself. Right. right. You're like, you start feeling like, I get, the, I got this together, man. I'm, I'm cool. Like I came to Christ and yeah. like, there's a little period in there where it's like, it's me. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. it's like, relationship comes in and it's like, Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, wait, hold on. That has to change. Hold on. Because I remember when we first got married, I had a way of reacting mm -hmm. um, that was post-relationship, uh, right? What my other previous relationship was and how I responded and how I would move down the road. Right? Yeah. And it's like, well, I see where that got me. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm in a new relationship and I'm like, okay, well, something had to change. Right. And I could sit there and say, like, well, like you said, I like what you said. Like, we could sit there and blame. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's their fault. I mean, I think it's really easy sometimes for us to sit there and point out it's someone else's fault. It's their fault. It's not me. Um, or, oh, the, the bigger one. Well, it's just how I was brought up. Mm -hmm. Ooh, see, but that's dangerous because mm -hmm. I've seen some healthy and I've seen some unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I've seen people who've come out of abusive alcoholic families and be abusive and alcoholic. But I've also seen people who come out of those families. They're like, I ain't touching alcohol ever in my entire life. I ain't talking to nobody that way. I'm going to respect people. <laughs> right. See, there's, there's, there, it, it's cool because what the Bible has really done for us is told us, hey, why don't you search yourself, recognize what's going on, recognize the pattern, and then watch this. Turn it over to me. Mm -hmm. Because that, I was talking about the second, first Adam, right? Mm -hmm. The curse of sin. 
I mean, really, you could look at generational curses as the curse of sin because we adapt the patterns and therefore we don't, you know, we adapted the sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But when Christ came and he dies on the cross, he becomes the second Adam. Then he gives us restoration. He gives us the ability to then put it in the right place. And that's at the foot of the cross and say, here, Jesus, I don't want this anymore. I want to be healed. I want to be redeemed. Now, with that being said, it's not like one day you're like, I want this. Here you go, Jesus. Here you go, God. But I'm done. No, <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of work. Yeah. I think that, you know, for me personally, I'm more likely to do the blame game when I'm already feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Mm. Like there's already too much. I can't handle, I guess, the responsibility of it being on me again, you know, being on me to change or whatever. But I think that that's one of the things that no matter what in the relaxed seasons and in the stressful seasons. And some of those are like micro seasons. You might have like 16 seasons a day, like the state of Maryland, the state of Colorado do. Whatever it is for you, it's it's coming back to the cross. I think that that's a common theme Mm -hmm. in a lot of our episodes is like at the end, what's the solution? It's the same. And that's kind of frustrating, but it can also be kind of comforting to know you don't need to remember 62 different formulas for 62 different types of equations. When it comes to the Lord, you go to the word of God and you confess to him, you keep it real with the Lord, you tell him what you're struggling with, you ask him to open your eyes, and he faithfully does it in all these areas of Mm. your life so that whether or not you realize that it's a generational curse or it's a sin pattern that you've inherited because of not necessarily even genetics, maybe it is, right? But also just by being around those people all the time and it just being an inclination in your life. But whatever the case may be, he's faithful to do that work Mm -hmm. in you. He's faithful to convict you of it, lean into that, and then go to the word, go to trusted biblical friends that that will love you through it, love you anyway, Mm -hmm. but also not let you sleep on it. And, and, you know, (laughs) like that's, they'll intercede in prayer for you. And and that's- I like and don't like them friends, but- I know. I know, but no, it's good well, to have them. I love those friends, but I don't like it sometimes. Sometimes it's tough. Go. Sometimes it's tough. You know, the <laughs> conviction comes and you're just like, oh, but I don't feel like being convicted today. I have enough on my plate. And yet that's that's what this is about. It's not about using a generational curse as a right. excuse right. for what you're doing. It's acknowledging a pattern that gives you a little bit of understanding. Mm. It's not just totally you, but at the same time, praise God, between you and the Lord, it can get worked out, you know, and, right. and it's between you and the Lord to figure out what it, that looks it, like. It's tough getting stains out of white clothes, <laughs> but unless you have a baby wipe. Ooh, oh, okay. That's for another episode. Though. We'll talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about the magic. Oh, I said magic. Oh no. Oh no. We're stumbling. <laughs> you can't trust us. Illuminati. <laughs> anyway, no, Jesus brings deliverance. Yes. I want to give one last verse because yes. I think it's really important on that. Do it. Just as the result of one trespass was con- condemnation for all men. So also the result of one act of righteousness, Jesus, was justification that brings life for all men, people, women, whatever. Mm. Romans 5.18. So look, be encouraged. Know that whatever it is that you're going through today doesn't have to be tomorrow. But if it is still tomorrow, he's still doing a mighty work in all of us. Amen. 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 Y'all, it's coming up on this this crazy, hectic season. We hope that you continue to join us. We're, we're going to have our daughter on very Ooh, soon. Yeah. Um, we're that gonna, girl pushing. That girl, she really is. She's excited <laughs> to be back with all of y'all. Yes. And, you know, we're, we're going to have some really cool, interesting topics as we go into this holiday, end of the year season. So remember, you can support us at patreon.com slash the Patreon podcast. Like and subscribe. That's the easiest, quickest way to support us. And you can get our seven day Jesus Not Junk Food free diva at thepantrypodcast.com. So until next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.